welcome into the Thunder Basketball Universe, the home edition. Our pod crew is exercising social distancing, so we're all recording from home, but we're still going to get into everything that happened on Wednesday, March 11th, the day the NBA was postponed, and everything the pod crew has been doing since then. So let's get to it. It's the Thunder Basketball Universe. Welcome into the Thunder Basketball Universe in the wake of certainly the most unprecedented and a little bit disorienting time. Allow us to welcome you into a little bit of normalcy. It's our first TVU back since the league has been postponed. Since then, Nick and producer Hindi and I have all been working from home, but we found a way to pod. Gotta love technology all from our respective homes. So this is gonna be actually really, really cool. A little bit of a different look, but we're still talking basketball and we're still talking Thunder. I do miss being around you guys a lot. I, uh, you get in such a rhythm of the season, being at press conferences and at games and all of that, that it just hums by. And then when it comes to a, a screeching halt, um, it can be a little bit disorienting, just like it is for everybody in their jobs out there and, and what they're doing. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's exciting to, to get the band back together and um, just talk about what's going on right now. It certainly is just very, very different for all of us. And it took a lot of getting used to for me, especially just this being, this is my first season. I mean, and this is kind of a new for all of us and definitely new for me, but I guess we have to address why we're all working from home. And that's the coronavirus epidemic kind of affecting everybody global, globally right now. And why we're all taking this very seriously and podcasting from home on our, our first telepod. And it all started on March 11th in the Thunder's game against the Jazz. And that was when the league decided to postpone the season and since then announced a 30-day hiatus for all games and practices. And now, you know, there was a time that players were told to stay in their team cities and just quarantine in place. That restriction has been uh, lifted just slightly that players can go home to their families if they live in different cities. Uh, But Training facilities, practice centers, they're closed right now. Um, and as you mentioned, uh, you know, 30-day hiatus for the NBA. We know that the league is obviously doing everything they possibly can do. They're communicating with um, you know, government officials, health officials, CDC, um, and just consulting on, on how best to proceed forward. And just like every business is. Um, and, and so... Um, you know, there's there's no even speculation to be done because uh, everything is just very uncertain for everyone right now. But uh, we do know that we can, um, I guess, in Thunderland, be proud of the fact that the ball got rolling on some of the shutdowns because of the quick thinking and responsiveness in Chesapeake Energy Arena that happened on March 11th. Tonight's game has been postponed. We've been given a okay. word from uh, the uh, public address announcer, Mario Nani, here. Um, So that's all the information we have. The reason for the postponement, there's no, there's none given in this moment. that's where we'll start. Uh, Nick, you and I were both there in Chesapeake Energy Arena the day that the Thunder, or the day that the league decided to postpone the season. And I'll just start on my end. The day already started out a little bit, different than usual. Normally we go to the press conference room and we listen to Coach Donovan talk and then we're able to go into the locker room and maybe speak to a couple of players. 
Well, at that point in the league, the locker room access was shut down. And so, Nick, you and I were bouncing around from press room to press room, kind of in these formal press conference settings before the game. So already things looked a little different, um, but pregame, warm up, pre-game warm-ups were pretty much standard. Yeah, we had some different opportunities to talk to the players than we normally do. Steven Adams came to the press conference room, which never happens before a game. Uh, he was still his you know, silly, quippy self up there. I did a pregame one-on-one interview that we usually air on uh, the radio, WOS, a sports animal on the radio network with Abdul Nader. And that was one where I was eight feet away trying to um, like stick a boom mic close enough to Abdul to be able to get the audio required. It's time for the Thunder Player exclusive with Nick Gallo. I've got Abdul Nader with me. Dooley, tell me about that win in Boston. It- just goes goes back to what I've been saying all year about us, like our cohesiveness as a unit. And, and then, you know, it, in hindsight, um, that that was a huge signal that this was teetering on the edge of what ended up happening. And it really all came to a head on the court about 30 seconds before tip-off. And that's when everything just kind of flipped. The game clock ended. It's signaling for time to start playing. All 10 players were on the floor, but there was no action happening. And what I came to realize was that there was a a conference happening on the floor with the Thunder's head of medical staff, Donnie Strack, and the three referees. And nobody really knew what was going on. Everybody on press row had the same kind of wheels turning in their head of what's going on as the fans in the stands. So it was definitely one of those situations where you knew something was happening. You knew something was going on, but nobody really understood exactly what was happening. I didn't fully understand what had occurred until actually I saw a video of my opening hit on our Fox Sports Oklahoma broadcast uh, because about a minute before tip-off, that's typically when I first go on the air, I kind of lay out you know an important talking point for the game. And in the video, you can actually see uh, one of the Thunder's vice presidents, Donnie Strack, head of the medical staff, as you mentioned, He's sprinting from out of the, the tunnel onto the court to go consult with the officials. As I'm getting back to press row, I sit just next to you, Paris. Uh, I'm kind of sitting down, settling in. We're about 20 seconds away from tip-off. Uh, but it seems pretty clear that nobody is getting ready to get onto the floor. And they're having that conference right there on the court. Chris Paul comes over, tries to figure out what's going on. The referees pull uh, Billy Donovan, Quinn Snyder in, they get to talking about uh, the situation that Donnie Strack had brought to their attention. Uh, and that was with Rudy Gobert, Utah Jazz Center, uh, testing positive for COVID-19. Um, and so from there, it was a, uh, a little bit of an uncertain time as there was some contact made to the NBA. But all things considered, it was a pretty swift response inside the building and the NBA made that call. Yeah, as soon as the players left the floor, there was still some time between when the players left the floor and when the Thunder announced that the game has been postponed. It was about a 15, 20-minute window. And in the meantime, and Thunder entertainers are coming on the floor, trying to keep the crowd engaged and just trying to keep spirits lifted all while all of this uncertainty is happening. Um, But a lot of credit to the Thunder staff for – 
putting the message out there that the game had been postponed and getting everybody out in an orderly, no panic fashion and keeping everything calm and under control. That's a really tough situation because at that time, the information that the medical staff had at the last second, the officials had, you know, that's stuff that you can't just blast over the PA system um, without, you know, causing a panic or something like that. And so, you know, the way that that was handled in with such restraint uh, really helped make sure that when the fans left and ultimately when the league decided that this was true, this was a fact, this game did need to be postponed. And then a couple hours later that the NBA season was going to be postponed. Um, you know, that allowed the Thunder to, in a measured way, get the fans out of the arena, make sure that Chesapeake Energy Arena was evacuated in a proper way. And really, um, there was there was no panic in the stands. The fans did a, a, a very nice job of just exiting appropriately. And um, that left us, Paris, you and I, sitting in kind of an empty arena wondering, um, you know, do we – what do we do next? Do we sit, do we stick around? Do we try to, um, you know, get more information? Do we, um, do we leave with everybody else? And so uh, I think the two of us also had some interesting decisions to make. Yeah, we were, we were hanging around for a little while after the game. I remember just going back to the, you know, media workroom and trying to just get as much information as possible. Like what's the best course of action here? This is so unprecedented and I've never encountered a situation like this. So what do we do? Do we, should we leave, go home or should we, you know, hang around until we get some further information? And certainly about, I would say uh, maybe hour and a half later, we finally (laughs) decided that we could, we could go home and just kind of stay to ourselves and lay low for a while. This wasn't even two weeks ago, but it feels like two months ago. And as a result at the time, even on March 11th, I think the general public knew so much less about COVID-19, what, how you could even contract it, what, what was the truth about the way that this was spreading. And so I think for a lot of us, we're wondering, okay, we're on the court, we're near some of these players, we're traveling with the team, you know, what is our risk profile ourselves? Should we go home? Should we, you know, quarantine ourselves? Should we go to a hotel? There are all those questions and everyone was having them, um, including all the people that were making decisions at a very high level. So um, I think, you know, just once again, to reiterate um, the way that people responded to this in the moment really helped those of us both locally in the situation, but people in Oklahoma city um, kind of understand the severity of this, the seriousness and without having a panic, And then, you know, in general, I think to have such a shocking moment occur 30 seconds before tip-off of an NBA game, a pretty important NBA game, that might have been just enough of a a jolt to the system that it woke up a lot of people in the country. And I I truly believe that uh, if not for some quick thinking and some bravery on the part of, you know, Donnie Strack and, and staff, inside that arena uh, to do something that was probably very difficult and people did not want to do. They did not want to send 18,000 people home. Uh, that may have given the, the United States a few extra days of a jump start on getting people quarantined, making uh, the decisions that needed to be made to try to stem the tide of this. Nick, you bring up a really good point. Um, there, there's a lot of gravity to this situation that was really it brought to light in that 
in that game. I mean, that game itself carried a lot of weight, right? It was the four seed versus the five seed. The Thunder was behind the Jazz by one game. And so it had a lot of a lot of weight to that game and a lot of people were anxious to see kind of the outcome and what what this meant for playoff positioning and so to postpone that game and ultimately postpone the season it really was not an easy decision to make and it had to happen in the blink of an eye when they found out that Rudy Gobert tested positive. Here at the Thunder, we like to keep the main thing the main thing. And the main thing right now is with no Thunder basketball, we can't really tell you when the season will start back up. But we can say that we will have some Thunder content coming out for you in these coming days. And there have been actually recently, Fox Sports Oklahoma has been re-airing some of the Thunder's best games so far this season. And Nick and the broadcast crew has been doing a web show kind of going hand in hand with that and going over some of the best times in the Thunder season so far. Yeah, Fox has re-aired games, uh, Thunder game against the Minnesota Timberwolves from back in December. That was the, the Stephen heave to Dennis to p- push it into overtime. Unbelievable play right there. Uh, and really a, felt kind of like a turning point in the season. So that was the first one they re-aired. And then massive comeback wins uh, at home against Chicago and Memphis. Those, if you remember, were 20-plus point comebacks um, in back-to-back games. That was a wild time of the season. And then later on that homestand was the Thunder versus the Clippers. That was an 18-point comeback at home. The Thunder got to above 500 for the first time that season in that game. And Paris, as you mentioned, Chris Fisher, Michael Cage, and I, we've been doing these web shows they kind of tee up or preview these games that are being re-aired on Fox Sports Oklahoma. So definitely check out Twitter uh, or YouTube and uh, listen to those and watch those episodes. I know if anybody is like me, I'm going through some serious basketball withdrawals right now. So I will definitely be tuning in. And I have been over these past few days just kind of catching up on my Thunder basketball. So it's really nice to get, get a little fix like that. Yeah, and Fox Sports Oklahoma is going to be rearing a few more games coming up, one on Thursday, the Thunders win at Toronto, and then Saturday and Monday. So definitely be on the lookout for that and for those web episodes. And also just from the Thunder social web standpoint, there was so much to sort out in kind of the 10-day span immediately after what happened inside the Thunder's own arena uh, at Chesapeake Energy Arena on Wednesday, March 11th that really content had been quiet from our side of things intentionally. Uh, But now we've gotten a little bit further away from it. A lot of the decisions that needed to be made had gotten sorted out and and we can start to provide a little bit more uh, content about, you know, what had happened throughout the course of the season, uh, maybe some new stories that have arisen uh, as a result of what happened. And uh, we will have some more TBUs for you too. Oh yeah, we can't stay away from our TVU. We're, we're so happy to be back. And one of the things we're kind of going to be doing this, the same thing of looking back at the season and kind of in a variety of ways and going over some of the highlights of the season and how, where, how the Thunder got to the, where they are at this point. We're 64 games into the 2019-20 season. There's a lot of different ways to slice and dice it, whether it's you know taking it piece by piece of the season or looking at individual players and Um, that type of thing. I think that there are a lot of different opportunities for us to maybe break things down 
for fans in ways that we maybe haven't necessarily had the time to before now when everything has come to a halt. I think this will be also a really cool time to everything's 2020 hindsight, right? So going back and looking at the beginning of the season and knowing what we know now, kind of seeing how this team progressed throughout 64 games and it'll be really fun. So be sure to check out all Thunder social media channels and always stay tuned to TBU and Fox Sports Oklahoma for all Thunder content and get your fix during this time. So what made us look during all of this, a lot of things made us look, but our pod crew has been working from home and therefore have had a little bit of time to kind of find some things to do. And one of the things that our pod crew has been doing, uh, me and producer Hindi have a bit of a cultural exchange going on here. Obviously, I was not around during the Seinfeld times. <laughs> a little bit of a gap, I guess you could say we have. There's a bit, bit of one, yeah. <laughs> And so producer Hindi has been sending me Seinfeld episodes or clips of Seinfeld episodes that I have to be up on. Meanwhile, I've been sending him popular songs of the time that he should be up on as well. All right. So can I get some examples? Like, I feel like I can be the glue to, to piece this together here. Okay. Yeah, so, so Paris, explain, explain the most recent Seinfeld clip I sent. Okay. The most recent one was Levels. And I was very confused. So the, what he sent me, all they were talking about were these levels. What are you doing? Levels. <laughs> levels. Yeah, I'm getting rid of all my furniture. And he was just asking, show me the levels. And it made <laughs> no sense. Like, what are these levels? Where are they? I don't know. Levels to what? And then he sent me another. was going to put levels throughout his apartment. And Jerry was saying, I don't think you're going to do that. <laughs> So they had a bad about it. Scary. <laughs> yeah, it was an early episode, so I felt like it was a good representation of the kind of person Kramer is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It definitely raised more questions than it answered. Um, but my favorite episode that he sent me so far was the Soup Nazi episode, because it really reminded me of my time in New York City for a day and a half, <laughs> trying to order a bagel. The bagel incident. <laughs> bagel. I mean, the Soup Nazi incident is classic. Oh, Mulligatani. <laughs> you got to take the two steps. I feel like the soup yeah. would nail social distancing right now. Oh yeah, very, be very, very proud of that. Yeah, very for sure. Cool. Okay, Hindi, you have to talk about some of the songs that I sent you. Okay, so I know Drake. Well, I don't know Drake, but one of the songs Paris sent was Drake. It was the Flip the Switch song. Non-stop. Oh yeah. And so you know what's ironic is you know the Thunders started a TikTok account recently, and so just for research purposes, I've got on TikToks. And both of the songs Paris sent me were songs from TikTok. And That's so, exactly why I sent them to you, so that you would be up on what everybody's talking about. It's, it was bad. I was like, oh, I know this song from the TikTok, but it's the one where like there'll be two people in the bathroom like grooving, and then they flip the light switch, and then they flip it back on, and they're like in different places wearing each other. <laughs> I couldn't like focus on the rest of the song after that. But It's a major trend right now. I'm actually very impressed how much you know about TikTok, kind of more than what I know about TikTok. See, he's taking this cultural exchange very seriously. And Hindi, as a follow-up to this, you clearly need to do the flip the switch video with baby Cohen. Oh my God. That's the content we've been waiting for. Yeah. I gotta yeah. find one of those like larger onesies or something. I don't <laughs> know. Does he have a little hat? 
He definitely needs to do that. He has a giant head, so all of his hats look little. (laughs) Well, this leads perfectly into our Bless Our Timeline segment of the podcast. A couple of our Thunder players have been using this time to post a few TikToks, and they've been fantastic. And the, the main one that I'm thinking about right now, it was on Shay's and Darius's TikTok. They're both dancing, doing a, doing a little jig, and Chris Paul makes a cameo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If this was a Drake song, it would be featuring CP3. Exactly. Exactly. And I think Shay is new to the TikTok world. I, I could be wrong, but I think he started his TikTok during the NBA postponement, and now he has like four videos, and they're great. They're all great. I got to give Terrence Ferguson a shout out. He did one with his daughter and that was super cute. And uh, yeah, I I fully encourage the continuation of this trend of NBA players being bored and doing TikToks. It really gives us a chance to see their like creativity and sense of humor. So I am all about it. Yeah. And their dancing skills just highlighted. Most importantly. Well, that's all for this episode of TBU, the home edition. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much to our producers making this happen in the mean midst of all of this uncertainty. We really appreciate you. And be sure to like, rate, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And until next time, thunder up and catch you later.